Today's episode is brought to you by Batch Dialer. Receive unlimited outbound dialing free for seven days. Go to batchdialer.com forward slash Dave or use code Dave when signing up. Reach anyone, anytime, from anywhere. Make and receive calls from anywhere in the world using your online browser. Maintain a local presence while working remotely by using local area codes and local phone numbers. You can even get your virtual assistants to do this for you. Head on over to batchdialer.com forward slash Dave or use code Dave at checkout to receive unlimited outbound dialing free for seven days. Welcome to the Discount Property Investor Podcast, where we show you how to buy real estate at a discount so you can create wealth over time and income today. Our mission is to share what we have learned from the experience of others and help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate, the Discount Property Investor way. Thanks for tuning in. All right, welcome back, guys. This is the Discount Property Investor Podcast. Your host, David Dodge and Mike Slane. Hey, guys. We are going to be talking about networking and RIAs today. Very, very exciting topic. We do want to also mention that if you are in the St. Louis area and you're looking for deals, check out freewholesalecourse.com as well as discountpropertyinvestor.com. We have a subscribe button on the Discount Property Investor in the top right-hand corner of the site. Please opt in and uh, get our emails if you're looking to buy some deals. So again, we are talking about RIAs and networking today. Mike, I'm sure you have a lot of information about RIAs and networking. I love going to local RIAs and doing networking. That's how I first started out doing deals. And um, we would highly recommend and suggest anybody to check out all their local RIAs to do some networking. Absolutely. So let's uh, let's start with answering the question, what is a RIA? I mean, we like to start with the assumption that you're starting from square one. So RIA is just an abbreviation for Real Estate Investment Association. Mm-hmm. So here in St. Louis, there's, oh gosh, I don't even know how many of them, but uh, qu- quite a few. I think there's over 20. Yeah, I believe it. You got to think some of these are small. Mm-hmm. Some of these are lunches with seven to ten people. Right. You know. Yeah. So so how do you find these RIAs then? I guess that's the next question. And what's the benefit? Let's. I guess that's what we're going to try to answer today. So the easiest way is meetup.com. If you've not heard of meetup.com, you definitely need to go check them out. Uh, you can sign up and then type in any interest that you have. If it's real estate investing, you can type that in, and you're going to find a whole bunch of different clubs or meetups that are advertising on there. They're just saying, hey, come check it out, uh, get together, do some networking about real estate. Or if mm-hmm. you're into chihuahuas, you can type in chihuahuas, and I bet there's a chihuahua meetup in most major cities as Right, well. right. There's meetups uh, on everything, guys. Mike and I just went to a meetup about a week and a half ago on podcasting, and I've been to several meetups on just such random topics. Like about a year and a half, two years ago, I was really into Bitcoin whenever it was first starting to get popular. And I found a lot of other guys that were also investing and building uh, machines to mine them and all that stuff just on meetup.com. So meetup.com is definitely an awesome resource. I would definitely recommend it, highly recommend it. 
go check it out. Um, there's real estate clubs in every little tiny city, every little town, you know, and if you don't, if there's not one in your town, start one. I think you can start a, a meetup on meetup.com or a RIA on there for probably less than 50 bucks. It may even be free. I think there's yeah. a charge. But if you're, if you're hosting cheap. it, there is a charge, but it's not expensive. I mean, it's really no big deal. Right. Um, and I think that's a great point. Um, if you're in a, a decent sized community and there isn't one yet, start it. Be the, be the local expert. Yeah, be, be the guy that, that does it. That hosts sure. it. There's almost instant credibility in your, your real estate investing right there because you're hosting the, the event. Right. So, right. anyways, all you do, I mean, go out to Meetup, type in real estate investing. I'm on their website right now. I mean, I just pulled it up, and within 10 miles, uh, I've got a list. I mean, there's events almost every day um, for networking events. So, again, it's a super easy way to find events. So, why go to RIAs then? Or what's the benefit of going to RIAs? Uh, a lot of people think, oh, man, I'm going to have all these other wholesalers and all these other investors there looking for these deals that I'm trying to find. I mean, that's kind of like mingling with the competition. So, Yeah, or just go in there to find strategic partners. Right. So what I was saying was that's kind of the wrong mindset, mm -hmm. is that these aren't your competition. These are your probably your greatest allies. These are the people you're going to learn from. Right. And the people that, yeah, your strategic alliances. I mean, Dave's absolutely right. That's, I think, the mindset that we take when we go out and network is that anyone who is a wholesaler, another wholesaler, or looking to wholesale, we're happy to meet them. We're happy to work with them, help them get a deal. If we can partner, that's great. Mm -hmm. uh, but who knows? Maybe they're going to find a deal one day they don't want, and they'll pass it over to us. We might be able to make something of it. Uh, or we partner with them, and we both, it's a win-win. Yeah, so, so we've actually created a product, and uh, if you're in the St. Louis area, check it out. If you're not in the St. Louis area, you know, we would be – more than happy to you know hear some feedback about it and or you know let you copy our model guys this is not uh proprietary by any means but we have a product called let's co-wholesale that's l-e-t-s-c-o wholesale let's co-wholesale.com and all this is is just a form that other wholesalers can go and put their property into and then it dumps it into our crm we then vet the deal and then we'll help that that other investor, that wholesaler, sell that deal. And typically, whenever you're doing joint ventures with other wholesalers, you're going to be doing a 50-50 split. We've kind of wanted, wanted to incentivize other wholesalers in our marketplace, and we're offering 60%. So if they bring us a deal, we'll give them 60% of the net profits. We'll keep 40 And also, another thing that we offer is our, our joint venture agreements are, are non-exclusive. So we say, hey, we're here to help. If we can find a buyer for the deal, we'll take 40%. We'll pay you 60 If you find a buyer for the deal before we do, great. We're happy for you. We get nothing. And we've been working this deal or offering this product, I should say, for, ooh, I don't know, maybe three or four months now. And we've probably done, I don't know, six or eight deals just from helping other wholesalers in our market by marketing their properties and essentially they're leveraging our buyers list and we're leveraging their marketing efforts to go out and get these properties under contract. So whenever they fill out the form, we just ask for basic information, you know, who you are, give us some information about the property. We have a little link for you to drop in your photos and then we can send them a joint venture agreement. If we know the person, we typically won't ask to see their contract. If we don't, then we may say, hey, send us that just so we're kind of covered. But again, it's a great product, 
And, you know, if you're not in the St. Louis area and you're, you know, interested in doing something similar to this, check it out. Copy our, you know, our model. It's a great model, and it's going to allow you to do extra deals, do more deals, because you're leveraging the, you know, other people in your marketplace. So, again, these people aren't your competitors. You know, make them your strategic partners. Yeah, so two things on that. I mean, the first off, the reason that we're here and we only have it in St. Louis and we're not trying to expand it elsewhere is because we have, I mean, what we consider probably one of the biggest buyers lists. And I, I was just kind of joking with somebody else. Oh, we got the biggest buyers list. Somebody else, oh, we've got a bigger, you know, it's whatever. We've, we've got a lot of people on the buyers list. We've segmented it. We send properties to people that are interested in the properties and we can get stuff sold. Uh, that's the bottom line. We wanted to help other people starting out be able to sell their properties. So it's kind of the first thing on that. The second thing on the Let's Go Wholesale is since you brought it up, let's talk about the power of networking. So we recently did an awesome deal from networking. So a really awesome deal. Yeah, and I, I don't think we pushed him into Let's Go Wholesale, but again, this is networking and the co-wholesaling is a part of that. So I think it's a great uh, kind of segue to talk about that. Right, right. If you want to, you want to take the lead, or you want me to, to go through it. Go ahead. I'll just, I'll just kind of chime in. Go, go for it. Sure. It's all so you. So our partner Ray uh, had met, and I'm going to leave. Just fell out of my chair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave names out of it. Just kind of keep it uh, a little bit more vague. But uh, had had a uh, an interested person said, hey, you know, I'm looking to do some some off market deals. I believe he's a real estate agent, and he, you know, he's got people bringing him deals here and there. And he, he came across these two properties that someone had started rehabbing. They were down in a um, pretty good part of town, down by one of the parks. And he, he said, you know what, here's these two deals. Um, you know, I don't really know what to do with them. I would list them, but, uh, you know, they need a lot of work. I'm not really sure what to do with them. So sent them to Ray, and Ray said, these look like great properties. Uh, here's what we're going to do. Let's go ahead and write a contract on it, and we're going to split the profits with you, and we're going to bring a buyer. That's all we're going to do. So we ended up getting the properties under contract for – Dave, do you know the numbers on this one? I don't know the exact numbers. So long story short, uh, we got the two properties under contract. We sent it out to our buyers list. We brought a handful of buyers through, and we were able to net close to $100,000 on the deal. Now, there's a third piece of the story. So there was another person that was, ended up being involved and helped us sell one of the properties. Um, we ended up paying them out as well. So the JV, uh, or the joint venture, we ended up making $100,000 on a wholesale of two properties, but we ended up paying out 20000 to one partner and 40000 to another. Mm-hmm. So we had to pay the 20000 off the top just for, for helping, and then we split it 50-50 with the other guy. So there's $40,000 basically that hit our bank account from networking or from joint venturing, this let's go wholesale concept. Right. So it's, uh, it's happening every day. We absolutely love it. Um, Again, I, I prefer to do most of our deals that way. It's more fun to be celebrating your successes with other people. It is. It's, so. so that's a, brings up a really good point, Mike. It's fun to celebrate your successes with other people. And we didn't have any expense in acquiring those deals. You know, typically we're spending anywhere from 800 to $1,200 in marketing to get ourselves a deal that we can, you know, essentially turn around and make six, seven, eight thousand $8,000 on. You know, so you have to spend money to make money in this business, especially if you're talking about wholesaling. You have to market to get properties and leads to come in, and then you vet through those, and then you can get the deals. Well, with the with the joint venturing, so for instance, our product, Let's Co-Wholesale, 
we are not spending any of our money to get the leads. We are just going out to the local real estate investment clubs and different Facebook groups and just saying, hey guys, we have you know great buyers, they're hungry. If you have deals, contact us, we'll help you move these deals. Actually got a text last night from a friend who has a sevenplex mm -hmm. and we're gonna do what we can to help her sell that and hopefully we can both make some money on it. So, you know, it's definitely a great way to do more deals and not have the expense of, you know, going out and marketing to those deals. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I think you, you bring a great mindset to to networking, which is always, these are my strategic partners. You say, mm. it, I've heard you say it a number of times, and it's, I don't look at anybody as competition, because mm -hmm. they're not. They're somebody else trying to do something, that, and that's great, and we hope we hope they all have success. Yeah, there's, absolutely. There's, there's plenty of houses out there. Mm -hmm. There's. It's not like, oh, this guy's doing a lot of marketing, you know, I need to up mine. Well, yeah, up yours if you want to do more deals. But, you know, there is tens of thousands of houses in every city, every county. You know, there's plenty of room for everybody in this business to make money. Mm -hmm. And, again, I just don't look at anybody as competition. I look at them as strategic partners. You know, there's been people in, the, in our marketplace that I haven't really been fond of, not necessarily didn't like them, just haven't been fond of them. But sure enough, after you know, after a couple months, they may send me a deal that I buy, or they may buy one of mine, and it's like, awesome. Mm -hmm. You know, now you know this person I didn't think was ever going to be doing business with. I'm doing deals with them now, so it's like, okay, this is this is great. Another point that I do want to mention, Mike, is that, you know, sometimes when people will bring us a deal, like we had one just a couple days ago where a guy had a deal, and he brought it to us, and we we realized that he didn't have the contract directly with the seller. There was another wholesaler involved who had the property under contract, and then he was shopping that property to us. And I was just like, listen, full transparency is the way to go on this deal. You know, maybe we can help, maybe we can't, but I need more information before we can do anything. So sometimes whenever you're doing the daisy chain hmm. where you have your seller, you have a wholesaler, and then you maybe have another wholesaler in there who then tries to wholesale it to us, who then <laughs> tries to sell it to the end buyer. It can convolute the situation. But as the example that Mike just mentioned, you know, our $100,000 wholesale deal, there was three people in the middle of that deal. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. exactly what it was. There was a seller, there was another wholesaler, then there was us. And then there was another guy who helped find a buyer. Mm -hmm. And then we found another buyer. So there was, there was literally three people that were able to split that $100,000 and it worked out. Sometimes that 100,000 may only be 2000. And then when you have 3000 or I'm sorry, three people in the mix, yeah. it's like okay, this it is gets, getting spread real thin. Yeah. And the, and this is another place you really do want to be careful because you'll you'll uh, you could get yourself a bad name if you start marketing properties without other people's permission. Um, don't do that. I mean, absolutely, absolutely don't, do don't do that. Call other wholesalers, say, hey, you mind? I think I got somebody for this one. And get a joint venture agreement in place just so that you have uh, an interest in the property. Mm -hmm. I mean, don't, be, don't, don't just be marketing people's properties blindly. Um, it gives wholesaling a bad name. It's going to give yourself uh, potentially a bad name if you, you start doing stuff like that on a big scale. Yeah, so. absolutely. Another good point on that is, you know, reach out to these other people if you're wanting, if you're new to this business and you don't have a huge marketing budget, you know, you can you can add value to another wholesaler by helping to market those properties. You have to just do it the right way. Now, when I now what I say by that is, a don't just start marketing their properties. That's illegal. You need to call these people, send them an email, pick up the phone, call them, and say, hey, 
I think I can help you sell this. Do you mind if I market it? And nine times out of ten, they're going to say no. I don't have a problem. You know, go for it. And get an agreement in place. And we use a simple joint venture agreement. I think there's a free one up on free wholesale course mm-hmm, there is. that you can download. And it just states that, hey, you know, we're going to try to sell this property or work and help you. And I'm going to market it, you know, for you. The one thing that I do want to really highlight and point out here is make sure that you are on the same page with that person. Make sure you have an open line of communication. Don't try to market that property at a different price. Don't try to add money onto it. Don't try to, you know, reduce that price. Because if people see that same property online, and in today's world, you can search Google and find anything on anybody or on any property. Yeah, just about. You know, so if you if – you, you know, have a property and you're marketing it for two grand less than the guy that actually has the contract on it, you know, that the people are going to search that and they're going to see it in different places for different prices. And it's going to confuse people and it's going to turn people off. I will say there is one exception to that. If somebody says, Hey, yeah, I've got this property, but it's super thin. You know, I'm I've only, I'm market up. I've only got a thousand dollar. Please mark it up a thousand bucks or whatever. So you can make your cut. Right. So there are some exceptions to that. But again, there was communication. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. The other the other guy said, "Hey, the deal's thin. Mark it up." Right. You know, but what I'm my point is, if you have the communication and, and they give you permission to do that, great, go for it. But in the event that you're just reaching out saying, "Hey, I want to help," always put the property out with the exact same specs, right. exact same cost, because it's going to alleviate a lot of, you know, nonsense down the road and a potential oh, lawsuit. Even. Well, that brings me back. Reach out with the mindset to help, and we had on um, another another show that we do. We had uh, Joe McCall came in, and he said one of the best things that I think he did for his business was going into the other people like that you want to know or want to be like and just asking them, hey, what can I do to help you? What can oh, I do yeah. to help grow your business? Mm-hmm. And doing that helped him propel his career, something, something along those lines. Right. So I just I think that's a, it's a great way to look at it, too. It's mm-hmm. just, hey, I see you're marketing this property. Is Can I help you with it? I mean, if you just go in with that mindset that you're going to help someone else – yeah, you're going to try to make some money for yourself too. But at the same time, hey, if you help a wholesaler make five grand and he gives you a couple thousand on it as well, dude, that's awesome. He's going to want to work with you again. Right. Like there's no reason he wouldn't. Right. I mean, it, it's it's creating win-wins. That's the whole idea uh, behind wholesaling. We're starting to get, I think, sidelined with this co-wholesaling thing. Sure. Uh, let's make sure we circle back to, to networking. Networking in Rias. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. So you had mentioned Meetup. Meetup's obviously probably the greatest place, the easiest place, one of the best places to find these local Rias. Um, I do want to mention that you can also search Facebook. Facebook is an awesome resource to find local Rias um, and Meetups and, and um, investment clubs as well. Mike, is there any other places that you could think? Maybe Craigslist to sure. find these yeah, groups. There, well, there's. I mean, I think Meetup's probably the best, and then Googling it. I mean, obviously Google, Google too, and Facebook. Right, just look right. for them in your area. Yeah, I mean, literally go into Google and type in real estate club or real estate investors club, and then your city, and that's it. And you're gonna get it, and it's gonna pull up all the Meetup.com, um, you know, groups as well mm-hmm. by doing it that so way. So let's talk about. Um, Two, two sizes of meetups. So there's some of them are pretty good-sized meetups. So, you know, you're going to have 30, 50-plus members that are going to show up each month. Right. And then you've got the other ones you had mentioned that maybe it's six or seven guys or something that go out to lunch or breakfast. Sure. So let's talk about pros and cons of both of those then. Okay. And how you approach those clubs a little bit differently, or if you even do. Right. Well, let's do it. Yeah. Pros and cons. So personally, I like to go to the smaller the smaller groups 
because <clears throat> I'm not bombarded with tons of people trying to hand me their business card or me try to hand them my business card. Um, the smaller groups, and, I'm, and, I'm, and what I mean by smaller groups is probably groups like maybe 20 or less, mm -hmm. because I can actually sit down with these people or actually give them a couple minutes of my time and take a couple minutes of their time to understand who they are, what business they're trying to get into or, be, or, or, or that they're already in. For example, rehabbing, wholesaling, landlord, so on and so forth. And I can figure out exactly what I can do to help them. If they're a rehabber, then I may be able to find them deals. If they're a landlord, I may be able to have a, you know, a, a turnkey property or a property that needs little to no work that I can get to these people and sell them, so on and so forth. The groups that are really big and massive, nothing wrong with those groups, but it's a lot harder to do your networking because there's just so many people in that room. Yeah, absolutely. And that's just my opinion. No, I agree. I agree 100%. But then let's talk about some pros of the big groups, too, Absolutely. Though. So you are a new wholesaler. you got a property under contract, and there's a big networking group. Well, print up 100 flyers and bring them to the group and try to hand one to everybody in that room. Selling deals. Yeah. You Selling want... deals is a great – is a great – or I should say going to your local RIA with a deal is a great way to sell it. Mm -hmm. Usually they'll have a table at the RIA and it's called like the deals table or whatever. And you can print out, you know, 20, 30, 40 of flyers of a particular property and you can put it on that table. People will go look at that table and they'll take the yeah, flyer. I mean, them. if they don't have a, a table, like I said, I mean, just keep them on you. Hi, my name's Mike Slane. Are you looking for a deal? And just right. hand them a flyer and right. start a conversation. Um, two minutes, 30 seconds, whatever it may be. Insert your name. Yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> if you want to use my name, that's fine, too. <laughs> they can reach out to me. Uh, I'm happy to co-wholesale with you, as mm -hmm. we mentioned before. Right, right. Right, so the point being, though, there's pros and cons to each. Right. So you're getting to know a lot of or on a smaller one, you're getting to meet people and actually get to know them, building a relationship, which is extremely important. Mm -hmm. um, and then on the larger scale ones, you've got access to more people. So obviously you're gonna be able to uh, get more eyeballs on your deal, which I think is extremely important. Right, right. So, so another uh, pro and con of the bigger groups is the bigger groups will often have like a panel of, they'll have like a, like a panel discussion and or they may have like a success story of somebody that's in the group that just did their, you know, did their most recent rehab or did their most recent wholesale deal, and they'll get up in front of the group and they'll talk about it. So you can actually learn a lot from these other people and you know their experiences. You can learn from their mistakes and and some of their successes. Um, also, they will maybe one or two times a year bring somebody in that will pitch a product. And depending on if you're in the market for that product or not, it can be a good or a bad thing. If you're not, that may be a waste of your time. But if it's a product that can help you grow your business for, you know, whatever it might be, then it could also be, you know, a good thing for yeah, you. A lot you're of them not going to get that so much in the smaller RIAs, in my opinion. I think less often they're going to have, like, the national speakers come in. I think that's fair. Well, there's just not enough people to right. support it because the people are trying to sell their, their product and mm -hmm. or getting paid by the RIA to come in. If you have eight people in the RIA... There's, there's no just, value. There's to no bring value in, to bring, uh, right? Like right. an Alan Cowgill to come in with his uh, finance uh, course. What, what's his thing? Um, Something about raising private funds. Private funding. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is a great, again, a great program. I actually attended it, um, and I I was at a RIA, a bigger group, and he came in and spoke, and I went and saw his thing. So again, you do get value from whatever you go to, and it's always, I mean, continu continuing education is important. 
So pros and cons of each one. I mean, absolutely. absolutely. It just kind of depends on how you look at it. The main thing, though, guys, is get out there and, and go to the – go. you know, find your local RIA and go. Meet people. When I first started investing, uh, I should say when I first started wholesaling, I would I went to probably two to three RIAs a week. And I still try to go to at least two or three a month at this point. But when I first started, I would go to every RIA that I possibly could. I'd hand out business cards. I'd meet the other investors. And when I first started, I didn't have a ton of money or a ton of knowledge. But I was able to find other people in the space that I could, like Mike said a couple minutes ago, I could go up to them and approach them and say, hey, I'm Dave. I'm new to this business or at least into the wholesaling business. What can I do to help you? And nine times out of 10, the people would say, well, I'm looking for a deal in this zip code or I'm looking for this. And I would say, okay, great. I don't have that today, but I'm going to do what I can to find you that or bring you value. And essentially what I did was I put together a short list of you know, big investors in the area, aka buyers that were looking for a specific deal. And then whenever I went back to the table to, you know, draw up my marketing plan, I kind of tailored it around what these individuals were looking for, what they wanted. Additionally, I met some people that were like, hey, you know, I remember when I first started, it can be tough. You know, if you ever want to go get lunch sometime, let me know, give me a call and they give me your business card. So Indirectly, I had like 10 mentors who didn't even know that they were mentoring me because I wasn't, you know, bothering them or I wasn't paying them. Well, or you weren't asking them I wasn't for a, mentoring. I wasn't or, asking them for mentoring. But over a 45-minute or an hour-long lunchtime, I may have 30 questions for them, <laughs> and then I'd buy them their lunch, and I'd spend 15 or $20. So it was indirectly, you know, having that coach or that mentor by just kind of picking their brain – and then, of course, you know, by having a good lunch and good conversation, I, I would always end it with, hey, you know, thank you for your time. Thank you for the information. You know, what can I do for you? You know, you've obviously just given me some of your time. Now I want to return the favor. What can I do for you? You know, are you looking for deals? Great. Where? What kind? And then I would just make a mental note or even write that down. And then, you know, three, four weeks later, if I come across something like that, boom, there's my buyer. They're ready to go. They already know me. So whenever I make that call, they're going to answer because mm -hmm. I'm not just a stranger. Hopefully they have my number saved. So, again, there's tons and tons and tons of, of value that you can get out of going to these RIAs. But I guess most importantly, if you go, you know, you can't just be a fly on the wall. you got to get out there. you got to, you know, bring business cards. you got to introduce yourself to people, meet people, try to make, the, make a relationship out of the context that you are getting if you really want to be successful and expand, you know, your business. Yeah, absolutely. And again, if you are shy, don't let that stop you either. Go and just make it your goal to talk with one other person in the room. I mean, go out there and embrace your shyness. Just sit in the back and talk to one guy in the back of the room. Uh, same thing. If you're if you're shy, go to a smaller. Go to just exclusively visit the smaller RIAs. Just visit ones with a couple people. It's easier to deal with the smaller crowd. Right. So there's there's plenty of ways to do it. But yeah, David's right. You absolutely have to start talking to, to other people. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is a people business. And some I'll, of the RIAs, I do want to mention, some of the RIAs will offer coaching. Mm -hmm. And um, if you're looking for a local mentor or a local coach, you know, that's probably one of the best places to go find them is at the RIAs, even if they're, you know, paid programs. So Mike and I and our two other partners, we do offer coaching 
for all things real estate, wholesaling, landlording, rehabbing, private money lending. And um, there's going to be some more information in our show notes about that. But if you're looking for that hands-on, in-person, you know, human that's in your market, um, go to your RIAs. Ask around. There's typically going to always be a few people that have something that they are selling or offering that's going to provide tremendous amounts of value to you, you know, as, you know, having a coach or a mentor. Mike and I both have coaches and mentors, and all of our coaches have coaches. Like, one of my number one rules is don't hire a coach who doesn't also have a coach, mm-hmm. you know, so on and so forth. So check it out. Um, yeah, again, if you're looking to do some, some coaching at a discount, Mike and I offer a coaching program. Mm-hmm. So check out the show notes for some more information about that as well. Yeah. So and, and to get started, I want I just want to plug our free wholesale course. So, I mean, you can always go out to freewholesalecourse.com, right. and free. that is a great place to get started. We want to try to provide you guys with as much value up front as we can. Mm-hmm. And then if we can help you further, then, you know, let us know. We're, we're happy to, to help you and coach you through. Right. We're actually going to be starting on, a, on our second free course this afternoon yeah <laughs> it's going to be the free landlord course that's going to be number two let's get well hopefully by the time this episode airs it will be live it'll be published it will be yeah hopefully that should be our goal that should so, be the goal yeah. so check out free landlord course guys.com we're going to have an advanced course as well that will be a paid course but uh, we want to provide a ton of value in our free courses you know so uh, check that out it's yeah gonna be great. so before we wrap up though i do want to talk about a couple other networking opportunities Please. so we've got the rias and you go to meetup and you can find real estate specific meetups so there are other types of networking that are available uh, one being local chamber of commerce events so you can go out there and you can meet people who aren't necessarily real estate investors uh, that you can mention hey i'm looking to buy deals so there you're just going to be a buyer you're going to you're going to be mostly hunting for deals in my opinion yeah, uh, real estate agents. There's tons of clubs for real estate agents, mm-hmm. and they can bring you deals. Probably 10% of our deals come from real estate agents at this point. Yeah, we're doing a lot of on-market. Uh, we're buying off, off the MLS listed properties. Even off-market, the yeah. agents can bring them to you because they may have a potential listing, and the home just needs a lot, and they know that if they list it, it's going to sit. So we've created a ton of relationships with agents because we'll say, hey, you know, if you have a listing, we'll still pay you your commission. But you don't even need to take the the time or the worry or the hassle of going into the property and getting all the pictures and putting it up on the MLS. Just call us. And if it's a deal, you're going to get paid either way. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, so real estate agents. Then I was also thinking of uh, BNI groups. So I, for a long time, was a member of a BNI. BNI is Business Networking International. And the philosophy of— Huge organization. It is. They're, Massive. So they're, they are international. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's global— chapter, there's chapters everywhere, uh, I mean, just about. And there's probably, gosh, I don't even know, maybe 50, 100 here in St. Louis, just chapters. So Is what there they, that many of them? There's a lot. 50 to 100 just in St. Louis? It's, eh, maybe 50, maybe I'm exaggerating. That's a lot. There's a ton. Yeah, holy cow. I believe it. I yeah. do. So then each chapter um, embraces this philosophy of giver's gain. The idea behind BNI is that if I give business to you, giver's gain, you will want to give business to me. And that's a great quote. It is. Giver's gain. Yeah. So and it really is a great philosophy. So you're in the you're in a group with a bunch of people, and they limit it to one person per profession. So you'll have a real estate agent, uh, a mortgage broker, a roofer, um, you know, just but one one per profession. So you'll have one real estate investor if you go. What's the average group size? Like twenty or thirty, or is it bigger uh, than that? You know, it, I've been to a couple of these, and I feel like they're usually pretty decent groups. Like. It, 
Well, Sometimes 30, 40 people in them. It depends. Some, Yeah, some of the chapters are, you know, 10 to 15. Right. Uh, the bigger size chapters, I think, is 30 plus. Right. So those are considered large by BNI standards. Right. Um, so, what, again, what I did there is I would go in and just say, hi, I'm Mike Slane. I'm the real estate investor of the group. And you have to have an elevator pitch. Right. So you want to have a 30-second spiel saying, you know, I buy properties. I'm looking for properties here. And this is what they are. But, again, it's another place to go out there and get people hopefully working for you looking for deals. So if you join the group, then you've got this whole network of people that are looking for properties for you. Right. Well, you That's a, a great bunch, point. whole bunch of boots on the ground. So it's mm -hmm. another another networking opportunity. If you're interested in it, again, check out uh, BNI.com or BNI International. Uh, just, just Google just BNI. Google it. Yeah. And uh, you can find local chapters. Go visit. Um, call up the president or the real estate agent in the group and just, hey, I'm interested in BNI. Can I come out and visit? And they'll register you and let you know when. And usually there's uh, a fee for maybe breakfast or lunch or something, mm -hmm. usually breakfast or lunch meetings. Go out there and just network with some some non-real estate investors. Right. So I think that's important to do as well. Yeah, I think BNIs are a great resource. I've, I have not personally ever joined a BNI, but I've been to probably, I've been to a handful, probably seven or eight um, BNI meetings as a guest. So people can bring in guests. And I do have to say, I, I don't have a huge fear of public speaking, although I'm not, it's not something that I love to do. And some of the, some of the BNIs that I was invited to, you know, there was 30, 40 people in the room. Now these are all strangers. And um, usually whenever you come in as a guest, like Mike said, you have to 30 second elevator pitch, You kind of go around the room. Hey, I'm David Dodge. I'm a real estate investor. I buy houses cash as is, you know, I'm the easy button for people that are just looking to get rid of their home, um, you know, so on and so forth. And it's a it's a great resource, a great tool to kind of help break that ice of public speaking, you know, because you have to get up in front of the in front of the group. And announce who you are and what you do and you know and, and the whole idea is that everybody can help everybody else so again like like mike said if you have a mortgage broker in the group and you got a roofer in the group and you got a real estate agent in the group the idea is to send those people leads as you come across them in your own life and your own business and in return they're going to send you leads what was that quote you just said giving is if i give business to you you'll give business to me so yeah, but you just said a giver's game. Giver's game, yeah. exactly. So the more I can give to the people in the group by providing them leads for their business, the more they're going to appreciate that. And then whenever they come across somebody that, in our business, for example, has a house they need to sell, boom, who are they going to call? Mm -hmm. They're going to give that lead right so back to you. So here's pro tips, in my opinion, on BNI. So first off, as a new real estate investor, if you don't have a huge um, contact sphere, like you don't have a roofer, an electrician, a real estate agent, a mortgage broker that you use and know and feel comfortable with. If you join a BNI or start visiting one, instant, instant, instant access to somebody that hopefully is going to be reliable for you. And again, right. you it's it's very specific to the members and everything, but for the most part, you've got people in there that are trying to grow their business and trying to do the right thing. So you you've got instant access to a network of people you can hopefully refer people to, which is awesome. You've, you've got people that are then hopefully looking for properties for you. So anyways, that was pro tip one was, again, it gives you a contact sphere instantly. The second one is if you go to BNI and you're shopping for a chapter for yourself as a real estate investor, if you're going in as a real estate investor, reach out to the real estate agents. There's almost always going to be a real estate agent in the group, but reach out to them first and find out if that's a real estate agent that is going to be welcoming towards a real estate investor. 
uh, if they're going to be able to hopefully provide you value in your business. So the group that I joined, I met the guy, or I called him, and I, I visited probably five or ten before I actually joined a group. Did you really? Yeah. it's good to know. Um, so anyways, I was shopping for a real estate agent that I thought would be able to work with me as a real estate investor. And I found a guy who had a great connection with uh, Lutheran Senior Services, a senior services company here, meaning that um, they, they come across houses. So seniors get put into assisted living, and this company then handles the properties and either fixes them up and resells them or just resells them. So this real estate agent was in charge of listing a lot of properties for them, and he knew he had properties that needed work. So it was just an instant, uh, you know, light bulb. Okay, well, this looks like it could be a good relationship. Yeah, you, you so get you deals from him a lot, yeah. or from a lot of the people in your b and I feel like you get maybe one, if not two deals a month at a minimum. Yeah, sometimes I'm, more. Uh, I get a lot. Get leads. You get leads, right? Lot. And I so I position myself. And some of those turn into deals, though. They do absolutely. And I've positioned myself though in B and I as a resource for the real estate agent. So I said, right. and to other people too. I'm here to provide you value. Exactly. I'm not here to get. I'm not. I want to steal your deals. Right. I'm here if you want to offer your clients another service, which is, hey, instead of spending the money to fix up this house, what would a real estate investor offer? So I, I tell them I tell and the just be able to do it quick. Absolutely, mm -hmm. I I tell the real estate agent that, and I tell the people that too. I say, hey, George, introduce me. Just consider me a tool in George's tool belt. Right. I'm here to help you make a better decision. And for in you know five times out of ten, they end up listing the property, and that's great. Again, right. I'm there to provide George value as well. Uh, it's the give or gain philosophy, and he has provided me uh, many many deals as well. Mm -hmm. So, anyways, that was my kind of pro tips: is that look for a real estate agent that either you're gonna be able to hit it off with and we'll be able to provide you some value uh, or one that you know is is just at least not intimidated by having a real estate investor in the group. Right, So, I Anyways, uh, that's all I've got. Dave, anything else on networking or RIAs? Um, you know, it? just get out there and do it, guys. I mean, there's no <laughs> yeah. better way to, to get, to you know, to build a network of you know like-minded individuals like-minded investors by getting out there meeting them shake their hand you know bring a stack of business cards with you you know let them know what you do let them know how, you know how you can provide them value and you know just don't be scared don't let not having business cards be an excuse though go out and network anyways right i don't care if you don't have business cards go to the meeting just say hey i'm dave trade numbers with them, whatever. Write your name, write it down on a post-it note, for goodness sake. Just Absolutely. get out there and work. So that's our action item is definitely go out to meet up, find a networking group, and go to one. Go to one. You absolutely need to start building a and network. And if you don't have any in your town, which would, which would really shock me, create one. Start one. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't need 800 people to have a legitimate, you know, real estate investment club or association. You know, a lot of these clubs start off with three, four, five guys sitting in a room or even at a coffee shop. You know, just talking about an interest that's like-minded. Mm -hmm. You know, real estate being that interest. But again, there's, you know, probably over a hundred thousand different meetups on Meetup.com. It's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, get out there and do it, guys. There's uh, there's no better way to to be known and and build a contact list than you know meeting people and, and going out. One last tip. I know we're kind of kind of going, going on too long, long here. yeah we gotta get we gotta get ready. one last tip is you know if you are interested in um in marketing your business or marketing your deal a lot of the clubs you can become a vendor of the club and or if you know that everyone's going to be meeting on a specific tuesday at 7 p.m in this location you can go and you can 
you know, you can leave your f- a flyer on people's cars. Mm-hmm. We do that sometimes too. It's a great way to kind of do a little guerrilla marketing where we say, hey, if you're looking for deals, check out our website. Or we may even flag people's cars with a particular deal. Mm-hmm. And we've sold deals and added buyers to the buyers list, you know, by doing that. So yeah. let's wrap it up, Mike. All right, guys. To get started in wholesaling, please visit the free wholesale, or, excuse me, freewholesalecourse.com. We've got everything you need to get started in wholesaling. If you're just starting out, uh, walks you through how to do a deal, basically, from uh, marketing all the way through to selling your deal. And hopefully by the time this episode airs, free landlord course. Oh, it'll be up. Dot yeah. com. Yeah. Again, I think our focus is always going to be wholesaling. Um, on wholesaling it for, is. for newbies. I think it's the easiest way for people to learn to put deals together. If you're looking for off-market properties, uh, visit discountpropertyinvestor.com. Be sure to sign up, and we'll send you our off-market leads. Mm-hmm. Uh, our closing quote, you can make more friends in two months by becoming interested in other people than you can in two years by trying to get others interested in you. Such a great point. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience. We would also appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thanks in advance for your support. And remember, you make your money when you buy and get paid when you sell. Now let's go build some wealth.